What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but we're about to recap week 12 of the NFL season. Before we jump into it, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on week 12 of your team balled out or got shitted on. Let us know. We're always a good shoulder to lean on. I'm Paul. Pick a win, I'm Concha. And I'm, got, and I'm joined with... Ah. Ah. Ah, life is good, Paul. It's your boy Kev, water voice, your boy, aka Don the Don Pye, aka Mr. Number One in his division. Ah, oh four, shit, yeah, that was, I forgot y'all are now number one. Five and five and six, Paul. We doing the damn thing. Big five and six, right? That's Big a- five and six. <laughs> yeah, number one. We're number one, bro. Imagine missing the playoffs with like ten wins. Hey, you fucking missed it to a team that was like with a losing record. <laughs> that was how I many I was talking about with my dad because he's a Cowboys fan. I was like, y'all could really be like thirteen and three, and or thirteen or thirteen and four, and that shit won't matter. Y'all still be a fifth seed. And <laughs> whoever wins NFC South might not even be five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> should have beautiful. And we had the easiest schedules in all the divisions this year. <laughs> That's true. It is beautiful. I love the NFL. But shout out the Falcons. Shout out my dogs for being number one. I'm enjoying this shit. I was sending out the it smell like bitch in here meme to all to all the um everybody else in the division. Let yeah. them know how it comes. I even got the message, but I'm not even in the division. Hey, I just wanted you to know it smell like bitch in here. Like the dog come 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 help John out the smell. But we did get that Friday win on the ass. Yeah, man, and this week was interesting because why the fuck were there so many pick sixes this week? Defenses came through, but there's a lot of low-scoring games. Like, they're 10-7, 17-10, 16-10, 24-15. There was some high-scoring ones, too, though. Nah, that shit was crazy. But before we get into the motherfucking recap, I do want to talk about this fucking hat that I got, right? So I have a black Falcons hat, literally because I have a black Falcons jersey. I don't even think... The person that got me this hat knew I had this jersey, but this hat I got, I got from one of, from my dog Devin, Mister Director of Photography, Big DP. He works for the um the arena, the Jacksonville Arena football team. He's in my um, program at school, and he works in um with the with the Jacksonville Arena football team, and they just won a championship. So he, it's cool that he um he literally had a song playing in his head when they first started working. And we were like, yo, I'd love to make um to make um to make a championship video to this. But he was like, it only it only will work for the championship. So this boy literally worked um grinded with them the whole season and got to watch them from the pre from the preseason all the way to the motherfucking championship. So shout out that boy Devin man. But I gotta thank my dog because he gave me this hat and in the side. This is from the inaugural Mercedes Benz game. So if you're a real Falcons fan, you know that we our last game in the Georgia Dome was the NFC championship to go to the Super Bowl. That we lost. But that next year we played in the Mercedes Benz and my dog Devin got me um a legit hat from that game. And shout out my boy. It's a cool story. He said his uncle lives in his uncle lives in Atlanta. And um his his uncle either lives in Atlanta or lives in Georgia and went to the game. And everybody put this um put um everybody got one of these and they put it in the seats type shit so you could wear. 
And a lot of people left their shits. I'm guessing we lost or something like that. So a lot of motherfuckers left their shit. So he was just over there just grabbing them, grabbing them, grabbing them, grabbing them, grabbing them. Yeah, I would. So like, yeah, that nigga snagged. He snagged, that dude snagged about like 15 of them things. And I was like, what? But the big craziest thing, the craziest thing about it was, Paul, this was like, this is September 17, 2017. This is 2023. So it would have been very easy to not have one of these no more. And not only that. Later, trying to get one. Facts. Devin heard the story in like May and he asked his he, when he heard the story, he asked his um, uncle, he's like, yo, can I get one of those? I have a buddy that's a Falcons fan. And I was like, what? And then he was like, oh yeah, no problem. I'll give it to you next time I see you. He seen him on Thanksgiving and got the hat and then immediately gave me that thing. And I was like, yo, that is the realest shit I've ever heard. So shout out Devin. Shout out Falcons. Shout oh, out the hats City. are, especially with the side. The, I like hats with extra things on the side like that. What that's clean. I don't know if I should hang it up or wear it. Like it's so clean. But shout out my dog for getting me this, man. Well, we gotta talk with all that energy. The first game on the slate, Falcon beating the Saints. It's it's the hate it, it hate week, right? Hate week, Falcon Saints. Falcons. Bro, that... Oh, as the Falcons twenty four, Saints fifteen. Yeah, bro, the Falcons-Saints rivalry is so interesting because I don't think anybody else in the world gives a fuck except for Saints and Falcons fans. It's like the Dolphins and the Patriots. Like, if you don't know that's a rivalry, you wouldn't know that. Like, you genuinely wouldn't know that. Miami versus New York. If you're from Florida, you understand where the Florida-New York beef comes from. And, like, you wouldn't know that. So, like, Nobody knows about our rivalry, but this is probably one of the most heated rivalries in 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 the NFC. I'll say that, not the entire NFL, but in the NFC. And this is the NFC that has the Packers versus um Packers versus versus Bears, um 49ers and Seahawks. Eagles, Eagles Cowboys, Cowboys. Eagles and Cowboys. Like we're like a top five because we just hate each other so much and we just we're not naturally good franchises historically. So, like, us, anytime we've seen each other, we really meant to heat. And we're one of the few um, – they said at one point we're one of the few NFC teams that was actually in the NFC. NFC that in the South that was actually in the NFC South that was actually in the South type shit. So, our rivalry is very heated. And it goes back and forth. And these games matter. Like, these games mean something to everybody that's watching that bitch. So this was a good game. I think I was scared at the beginning of this game. Chris Olave was on a tear. He was looking like a problem. And but we remembered that we have Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates looked like the fucking defensive player of the year this game. But he started off the game with a pick six to get us on the board immediately. And he just never looked back, forced a fumble. He's a fucking problem. And we love everything about him. By far, best free agent signing of the year, in our opinion, as Falcons fans. But did you enjoy watching this game as much as I did, Pablo? Oh, a hundred percent, brother. Had to rec- had to remind the Saints fans that I took the Falcons to win the division. And uh, definitely the ones that was crazy about it. But like I said, Raylor did throw two interceptions. I said I was like, he's just the Saints always get turnovers. But Riddler always gives turnovers. So, like, they're going to counter out where, like, it won't affect the Falcons' offense. They're still going to be able to do their thing. And that's exactly what they did. The Saints, great pass defense, but you can run against them. 
They got the Falcons got like over 240 yards of rushing. Uh, just ran all day. Everybody was eating up on them. And I think was it a Taysom Hill who fumbled the ball uh, in the fourth yeah. quarter? Basically, like damn near sealed the game. Type shit just crushed them. Yep. So, on all aspects of the ball, like fucking, and they finally got to see the Bijan touchdown, and, and like a nice little uh, two, yeah. But the the one like over the air wheel route in the pocket that was nice one on the ground like this is falcons finally playing falcon football this gotta stop turning the ball over like can't keep getting the interception and shout out the o-line i know they had a hard job but they gave really time and a lot of our moments so shout out the o-line and then from one division rivalry to another i had the Bengals. you had the steelers Steelers won 16 to 10, and it was a fuck Matt Canada game. Only got 16 points, but first time over 400 yards of offense. Didn't have that at all with Matt Canada as offensive coordinator. They beat the Burrow Bengals. I thought the Bengals would be able to do something, but they only had one touchdown drive, and then another drive they got into the red zone. He throws an interception, and the Steelers offense. Got a couple turnovers themselves, but I mean, Nige almost had a hundred yards. Warren was cutting up. Fryer move, fucking, he was one of the best tight ends last year. Didn't do shit all year. That nine catches, hundred and twenty yards. Like the Steelers' offense looked a lot better without um, Matt Canada around. One thousand percent, this was a fuck Matt Canada game. Because I, I when I picked the Steelers, I was expecting their defense to win this game for us. No, sir. That offense came through ready to roll, and they looked good. So, yeah, shout out to Steelers on this one. Mike Tomlin is about to sneak his way into the playoffs again. I can already see it coming. How did the Steelers win the playoffs again this year? Nobody Seven and four. And this is the vision that where a quarterback seems to get hurt every year. No, for sure. So, like, I feel like there's never a safe pick on who's going to win the division because every team's quarterback's, like, up in the air on someone's might go down that year. Mm-hmm. And then this game was ugly. Probably the ugliest. No, nah, I can't say the ugliest. There's one worse than this. But the Titans beating the Panthers 17-10. to 10. Frank Wright gets fired, Kev. Second, fired, uh, second coach fired after this game. Titans 4-1 and one at home. Four and seven altogether. They seem to get wins at home. Garrick Henry gets two rushing touchdowns. But the bigger story was more about the Panthers' offenses look absolute shit for another week in a row. Right. You know, Frank Wright is the first coach in history to be fired in back to back seasons. <laughs> I did not know that. I know that they're paying him like 25000 for the next three years every day. Every day? But I don't think they're paying him daily, but it was like if you broke it down, for a three-year span, he would be making $25,000 daily for doing right. that. That's more way to go about it. But that's insane that it went down like that. I think Frank Wright getting hired was very much, oh, this guy recommended you. I'm going to run it. I'm going to run with it. Fuck it. Tight vibes. So, I mean, it is you what it is. I never really liked the Frank Wright train when he uh, coming in. Yeah, I mean, we called it. You said that the Titans, the Panthers, were not going to have any rush defense against Derrick Henry. I didn't expect two rushing touchdowns per se, 
But that's what they showed. They weren't giving up shit to Derek. They weren't um they weren't they were just running all over him, steamrolling him. Will Levis got a couple of good trick plays in. Like it was just the Titans were just figuring out ways to win. And they kind of just was just leaving them more and more. Bryce Young, 194 yards. Game on the line, like fourth and ten. And they throw a wide receiver screen that gets, like, blown up. And they're like, why the fuck? <laughs> like, this is the play call. That's why That's they, the play they got him fired. They pulled him into the room as they had that play going <laughs> with a laser pointer and <laughs> a circle and shit. Like, Hit him with the dis you? Yeah. Exhibit A. But next game, this game was a heater. We had the Colts-Bucks. Colts winning 27-20. to 20. Uh, we got a, a, a sensational Garner Minshew shimmy from the goal line. Big story leaving it, though, is uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor gets a little injury. He's going to go under, undergo thumb surgery. He's going to be out for the next two to three weeks. Uh, but the Colts are six and five, kind of sneaking their way into the playoffs where no one was expecting. And the Bucks are now four and seven after starting three and one. Why am I not surprised? But we don't have to get into that. I've never been the type to say I told you so, but I told you so. But this game was sneakily close because the Bucks kept trying to find ways to um stay in the game. And one touchdown shows you that, like, if they could have got a drive together, which they've done in pretty much most of these games this year, they could have did something to contest this, send it in the overtime, or maybe even score and go for two. But what did you like about this game? John, well, Zach Moss and Jonathan, like the Colts know where they are, and they seem to be able to do it real well. Uh, they cut Shaq Leonard, all, once all-pro linebacker, and uh, he was healthy this year. He just didn't look like $60 million linebacker material, so they, they're not afraid to cut him. Like, I think the Colts know where they are, and it doesn't matter what your name is. They're going to do whatever to win. And – this might be a sneaky team to watch them coming into the playoffs because they score 20 points every fucking game. It doesn't matter what defense they've gone up against. If the Colts can score against any team, you better be able to score 20 or more in the playoffs if you're going up against the Colts. Facts. This is the ugliest game on the board, Kev. This is the game you came texting me, mad as fuck. Giants, oh, so upset. Patriots, 10-7, Tommy DeVito. That boy, Italian sensation, Italian stallion leading the Giants to an upset win where the Patriots kicker misses one to tie it to potentially go to overtime. Bro, if you want to know exactly what I said to Paul, I said, fuck you. I said, no, I called him at first, and then he didn't pick up. He was busy. So I said, fuck you. Oh, I said, no big deal. I was just calling you to let you know, fuck you. Fuck the Patriots. Fuck Bill Belichick. Fuck the Patriots kicker and fuck the entire New England area. I was quite upset about this because I told myself I should pick the Giants. Multiple times. You said it there, like plenty of times I asked you, like, you sure you sounded like you want the Giants. Yeah, but I was like, there's no way. Because it just makes sense. Like Tommy DeVito is about to get picked apart against by um the brain of fucking Bill Belichick. But no, that's not what they want to do. They they don't the Patriots don't want to motherfucking win. They play Mac Jones and he looks terrible. They throw picks. They almost get ran back for touchdowns. 
Motherfucker. He had like 90 yards and two interceptions and a fumble before he gets benched for Bailey Zap. I think the Mac Jones train is over. By far. So, yeah, I'm not really – um. I don't know if there's much to do after that. Like, fuck them. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting them to lose every game. On the other side, though, shout out the Giants. Putting together another dub. Definitely did not look good at all, but – Ten points. Yeah. Then this game was great. This might be the game of the week right here. Jaguars beating the Texans twenty-four to twenty-one. Amendola goes out for a fifty-eight-yard field goal to tie it, and it hits the it hits the middle of the bar and doinks out. Jaguars win, but both quarterbacks had a hell of a game. Trevor Lawrence three hundred and sixty yards. C.J. Stroud three hundred yards. Uh. Neither offense could really be stopped. How did you like the Texans Jaguars game? This game was a thriller, thriller night. Oh, because immediately I'm watching this game like, why the fuck are the Jaguars losing? I'm like, bro, go y'all don't go whoop they motherfucking ass. And then the Jaguars they turned up a little bit, and then the resilience behind C.J. Stroud and everything he was doing, I was like, oh wow, respect. <laughs> So, shout out. And then people were trying to tell us the game was over because I'm in Gainesville. There are a lot of random Jaguar fans out here. They are trying to tell us the game was over when the Jaguars were up. And I was like, nah. This, Have you this, not seen who the Texans got over there playing quarterback right now? Literally, I'm at the point now where I can talk, call Rookie's kid. And I was like, all right, wait for this kid. Wait for this kid right here. He'll show y'all. He'll show y'all a thing or two. <laughs> and, there's, of course, there's controversy in this game because – there was the Tank Dell catch that was ruled incomplete on the towards out of bounds. And people I've seen screenshot footage on Twitter. It's both feet down and him having the balls in his hand. It looked like a catch to me, but I wasn't I didn't I didn't I didn't see until after the fact on Twitter. Twitter detectives made sure to show it. And then there was another call that was ruled and he made like a fifty five yard catch that gets called back on like some some bullshit call. I can't remember what it was. And, uh, there are, of course, the Texans fans are mad about that. But this is – if this is what the Texans Jaguars are going to be for the next five or ten years, sign me up. Sign me up for it. <laughs> this is going to be a banger. And Anthony Richardson gets healthy over there for the Colts. Oh, yeah. It's going to be – the Titans are going are kind of looking like the worst team for the next few years. Mm, nah, for real. That's going to be tragic. But, yeah, shout-out C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Even though they didn't get the win, they just showed resilience. And that boy C.J. Stroud, he be um, rushing into the end zone. She'd be looking so clean. <laughs> and then we had a score game, Kev. What is that? Uh, Like, whenever – score is some they keep track of, like, every score outcome there's ever been. So whenever a new score outcome that hasn't happened yet, happens it's like oh we got a new score like it's finally a game that had this score and first time ever a game ended 29 to 12 broncos beating the browns okay we both took the broncos here and i i said it best i was like this is gonna be a game where i think everybody's gonna think the browns defense is gonna matter but for whatever reason the broncos are gonna just like beat them by 10 or 10 or more and Everybody, the whole public, there's a lot of money on the Browns. 
So, of course, Vegas gets rich on this game when the Broncos come out and whoop their ass in 29-12. And everyone's saying it, Russ back. I mean, I think he has like 18 touchdowns, four interceptions, like top 10 in yardage. I mean, I test, I don't see it, but like the numbers aren't lying either, and they're winning. Like, but I test, I don't see it. I don't see like the, the sensational games for us, but I see the numbers. I mean, I think over time they're looking a lot better, and the fact that they're continuing to win, but their win, it looks good. And you know, I'm keeping my stakes in Bronco County. I've been chilling. I was like, I'm not going nowhere. Because I also feel like the teams that they're playing aren't the toughest. But I'm also – I guess I compare everybody's schedule to Eagles and shit like that, and that's a pretty hard fucking schedule. Well, they also but I don't think they, they beat the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, but, like, yeah, I was about to say – I was going to say that the schedules aren't the toughest, but, no, nah, they do have a pretty tough schedule. But the Broncos look like they're just dialing in. They're starting to buy in. And maybe a lot of the stuff that we see beforehand was the team meshing, just needing to mesh well and figure things out. Um, maybe they needed to have somebody score 70 points on them to get their defense back right. So, shout out the Dolphins right now, and I'd love to see what they're going to continue to do. And then, our division, a divisional game here, Kev, we both were wrong on this one. Crazy. I had the, I, I think I talked you into taking the Cardinals with me, and the Rams beat the fuck out the Cardinals, 37 to 14. Kyron Williams goes for like 200 scrimmage yards. Stafford throws four touchdowns. Uh, at halftime, it's 21-8, and it's basically not a ball game. Arizona's offense couldn't do nothing. The Rams' defense was rolling. Rams' offense, every time they touched the ball, was leaning down, was going down the field. So I think this was I think this was the ugliest game I think. The Rams has actually steamrolled the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean I was we both thought the Cardinals were really gonna eat this game. Kyler Murray was the was the truth, but not Kyron Williams came back in this game and really showed everybody what the fuck he felt how the fuck he felt while he was gone. So like that's why I'm not I don't really like the let Russ cook idea about it because there's so many other moving pieces. Tyron Williams a running back. You got people like Pat. Um, you got people like um. But you got Cooper Cup. You got Puka Nakua. Facts. Um, I'm trying to think defense. Um, you got a lot of hitters. You got a lot of good things going over there. The team was also built for that. So after you leave, I don't know what it is. So like we thought, maybe that's what you think we're not penciling in when we talk about the Broncos, not the Broncos, the, the um the Rams. And I guess they definitely fooled me. I wasn't aware of the game until this weekend. Yeah, the Rams low-key are now 5-6. and six, One win away from being above, uh, being at 500. And they got the talent there. That's the one thing you cannot deny. The Rams got the talent. They just have to start winning games. Oh, yeah. And in this game, this game was scary, Kev. Uh, Chiefs-Raiders. Chiefs 31-17, but Raiders were up 14-0 in the second quarter. And I was like, damn, bro, are the Chiefs dead? And then the Chiefs rally and go on like a 21-point uh, scoring streak. And they end up winning 31-17. Uh, Rasheed Rice got 107 yards in the touchdown. Mahomes almost throws for 300. Uh, but the Chiefs defense, and once again, second half, only allowed a field goal the whole second half to the Raiders. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I mean, we'll see them later in the playoffs, as usual. Yeah, they're always going to be that team that just keeps on going, keeps on fighting. 
And you just never know if they're gonna be this is gonna be the year they win a championship or not. But in the moment, there's teams that are showing they're vulnerable and showing little things that people can um exploit. So we'll see if they fix it or allow it to keep going. And then the thriller that was the overtime game of the week. Eagles beating the Bills 37 to 34, Kev. Josh Allen had 81 rushing yards, two touchdowns, throws a 330, two touchdowns, but he has the costly interception to Bradbury that you know he's always good for. And the Eagles come back in the second half to force overtime. And in the in overtime, I think they said Josh Allen is now 0-5 in overtime games since uh, since they changed the rules for him. What did you think of the uh, Eagles-Bills overtime thriller? Man, you'll be disgusted with me if you found out what I did like five minutes before um, Jalen Hurts threw that touchdown to Zacchaeus. What happened? I fell asleep. No, you didn't uh, get to see the, the Hurts. The, that that was an MVP moment. for That shit was beautiful. He definitely got my vote for MVP with that just off of that play. But I missed that and the OT. But I watched the entire game beforehand. I was like, damn. We, me, me and Paul literally said the Eagles are straight as long as Josh Allen doesn't remember that he has wheels and can start using And then the offense incorporates him using his legs more. That was the first thing these motherfuckers started to do, Paul. And I was like, this is bullshit. And we so, said it, too. We're, we, we may be sitting here watching this game, and we'll see in the first drive him run. And we're going to be like, fuck. Literally, so you're just like, okay, well, fuck it. So, I mean, this game went exactly as we expected. I just felt like we're on the losing side. No, we both took the Eagles. We were just worried about. We did. Yeah, we did take the Eagles. Okay. We were worried about Josh Allen, and and that was the thing when he did run it. It was like, it felt like we we're about to lose this whole game. I thought the Eagles were going to lose this game and, until Jalen Hurts like put his big boy pants on and led his team down for multiple drives. Nice. We love to see it. But, yeah, they definitely look good out there. And they showed – on the preview I was talking about, so we got to start putting respect on the Eagles, even though it's regular season. But the fact that they did it last season, went 15-1, what a crazy easy schedule. And this year they're fading nothing but hitters. They just got lost to the Broncos. I want to say they had the bye week. And then after that they had – um. Uh, after the bye week, who did they just who did they just beat last week? No, they just beat the Chiefs last week, and then after that, they played the motherfucking Bills this week, and they're continuously getting dubs against number one and number two, number three, four, five, whatever you want to call them. Like, and I mean, next week is the Forty ers too. Mm-hmm. And if they do that, they're showing that this is a NFC Conference Championship preview. So this this on like yo we're taking we're kicking ass and we're taking names. So like Paul likes to say, I like meth and I like kicking ass. I'm all out of meth right now. Yeah, and so that's Bills, what the Eagles are doing. The Bills are six and six. That's not that's not playoff material if you in the AFC. On paper, on paper they they they're playoff team. On paper. Hey, I will say they're one and four in away games. So they better get a home field advantage if they want any hope. But that is too late for that. Yeah, the Dolphins saying sayonara. We got the Panthers, Bears, and shit. Next. Like, we about, to, we about to fucking cakewalk it. But next game on the slate, 
Ravens beating the Chargers 20 to 10. Like I said, everybody's going to shut down the Chargers. The Ravens' defense is legitimate. Like, everyone keeps saying the Browns are the best defense, and I know they might be on paper statistically, but I'm like, I'm more afraid about this Ravens' defense, but they hit hard. <laughs> they, they really, they, the scary thing is they're hitting just as hard as like all defenses, but they're doing it legally. Like, literally. <laughs> like, they're like, all right, they're not going to allow us to like hit him in the neck or something, but we're going to take his fucking shoulder out. Like, they just fucking like, plow through people uh austin eckler fumble i think there was a couple fumbles uh herbert interception they came into the game leading the league with least amount of turnovers with like eight through uh, through 11 weeks and then they got three this game and like their whole offense looked pretty bad ravens at no point did i think the Ravens were losing this game it felt like huh I mean, not even slightly. The fact that the Chargers got the, the touchdown was cool. But, yeah, I, me personally, I just think Brandon Staley is on a hottest, hot seat around. And nobody's going to say nothing about it. But that seat is steaming right now because there's no way you have all these weapons and are not turning them into wins. Four and seven, and you're not fired yet? That's crazy. Panthers, Panthers could never. Panthers would like, yo, get your ass up. And Lamar's, I think Lamar would be my pick for MVP right now if the season was to end. I mean, nine and three, number one in the AFC. And I mean, he's passing more than ever. And then our final game, Kev, on the slate Monday night football. This is where I kind of made it close on the standings for our overall week to week picks. I took the Bears, you took the Vikings. Bears win 12 to 10. Josh Dobbs throws four interceptions, like one after, like when you thought he couldn't throw another one, he threw another one, and it was it was getting real ugly out there. And the crazy thing is, was like they were in the game the whole game, like the Bears could only get field goals, and they were missing a couple of them too. Like so, it was ten to twelve, even though Dobbs throws four interceptions. Yeah, I mean, and. I think a lot of the interceptions were like him forcing him forcing um throws into a tight window or maybe just making a little bit of ill advised maybe it's a decision that could have been better. And they a lot of them were just tip balls and then the defenders were making athletic ass plays to get the ball to grab the ball before it hit the ground. I wanna say two of his interceptions were like that. But no excuses. He did throw a lot of interceptions. But the boys is figuring that shit out. Somehow, some way, I guess. No, the and the Bears got four wins, and I think this is Field's second win on the season himself. Yeah, and he's been injured a lot, so that's respectful. But yeah, this um, this um, this Vikings team makes me so mad because I was like, yo, where was this energy when y'all played us? I could have looked shitty. I could have looked crazy. But the Veloci, most of this game, they just look like they weren't anything at all. Like, they had the good, they, they had that one good drive where they rushed it, broke. They broke it. They went down 65 yards and scored the touchdown to go up 9 to 10. But, like, team didn't do nothing all game. Like, and you can't win off of one drive most of the time in this league. Yeah. I mean, the Bears' offense stunk. The Vikings' game – I mean, this whole game stunk. There was no good offense. It was all defense. 
But it wasn't even like the like I shout out the defense. They made great plays, but it was like just bad offense. Just really bad offense. Like give me interceptions, deflections in the air, uh, three and out, stalled offenses. So it was tough to watch. But the Bears get a win. They're kind of, I mean, yeah, it's good. Now y'all got four wins on the season, but now I don't think they're. I don't think they have the first pick anymore or the second pick. So they're kind of losing, losing picks with this one. Yeah, for sure. But that was the week twelve slate. Kind of a short recap, but that's because we got Thursday and Friday. Uh, yeah, I would love to see how. Um, before we go too deep into it, how exactly did you feel about Josh Dobbs? Because you see, he has heart in that drive where he scored. He definitely showed heart, but there were a lot of mistakes. See, I feel like he's a. I don't think he's a starter per se. After that, I think he's a good, very, very good backup or starter. Like, he's that borderline starter. Like, he's a bottom 32 quarterback. Like, he's rounding the 30s just because I think he's in, like, the 25 to 32 range just because he he makes mistakes. He doesn't – he's not like he's throwing for 300 yards. It's a lot of, like, 190 yards, 210 yards. But then he can run and he'll make a big play for, like, 15 or 20 yards. And it looks good whenever it works, but as we saw last night, whenever it isn't working, it kind of looks real bad. And you can't have that in France. Like, you can't have that much vol- uh, volatility in your game to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. No, for real. Because also, you saw it on the Cardinals. First half, phenomenal. Second half, it isn't the same Josh Dobbs. Nah, that's real. But best not the Viking game five game winning streak. They continue my I I'm terrible against the kick odds um and luck. So we'll see how we'll see how does that um division plays out now. But thank y'all for watching. We love to hear you in the comments. Let us hear what you thought about week twelve. If your team balled out or if y'all lost, we want to hear it. I'm Paul Picklewinner. That's Kevin Waterboy Savoy. This has been a week 12 recap of the NFL. And if y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers.